The 11-11 Controversy What is the real truth about 11-11? This is Law of Attraction Secrets. Join Miracle Mentor and Alchemy Life Coach Robert Sink and prepare to be empowered. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this special Law of Attraction personal empowerment podcast. I am your miracle mentor, your mentor of light, Robert Zenk. And today, oh yes, today we are soaring high like a big, beautiful eagle flying in the direction of your dreams and your goals. Our program is about your empowerment. And we're here every single day, either through the podcast, which is carried on a whole variety of venues or on video. If you are watching or listening on YouTube, be certain to subscribe and click the bell icon. If you're on iTunes, hey, we love you. Be sure and subscribe. Okay, here we go. The 1111 controversy it came to my attention. I'll read this letter that I received. Dear Mr. Zink, I hope you and your family are doing well. The reason I'm writing this email because I just watched a video from another YouTube guru. And in his video, he talks about reality transurfing and signs, the secret to shifting to the parallel you want. He mentions that signs such as 1111 don't mean anything. It's just us who gives the sign some form of meaning, thus shifting our manifestation because we depend on the sign. He says signs don't have power. It is us who have the power. According to the law of attraction, the universe doesn't talk but gives us signs in numbers or other signs. So perhaps you can explain some of this to the viewers so that because they're confused and they seem to be receiving conflicting explanations regarding 1111 and the law of attraction. Okay, we're going to get into this today because I think it's important that you understand this as it will not only apply to 1111, but it will apply to other areas. Okay. And we're going to get into kind of the mystical aspect of this as well as the scientific aspect. Now, when he says that signs don't have power, there is an entire tradition that goes back to the ancient Egyptians and beyond. And they believed that these signs had, here's the key word, it wasn't power. It was an alignment to a certain vibration or energy. You need to understand that. So when a magician, for example, uses a specific colored candle, when he uses a specific incense, when he uses a specific day of the week, a specific hour, all of this 
it's because each one of those symbols have an affinity or an alignment to a particular vibration. Okay. Stones, for example, have an alignment to a particular energy. They're not the power source. They are in cooperation or in communion with a particular energy. And if you want to pull in that energy, that vibration from a mystical perspective, you need as many of these similarities or alignment uh, objects or symbols as you can possibly muster up. And you do them in a certain way. It's usually ritualistic and it doesn't make any difference whether you're studying uh, island magic or whether you're studying ceremonial magic or Kabbalah or whatever. They all work on a very similar principle. It really, to a certain extent, takes the quantum concept of entanglement to a whole new level because it says that the vibration and the symbol are entangled in a certain way. Okay. So there's that. So to answer your question, does the symbol have the power? And the answer is it has the ability to awaken the power. Ah, and that's very important. So McGregor Mathers, who was perhaps the greatest mystic and magician of our times, the founder of the Golden Dawn in 1888, said, by names and images are all powers awakened and reawakened. All powers awakened and reawakened. So important that you get this. In other words, the symbol in it of itself has an affinity. It has a power. It has a, an energy. It has a vibration. Do not doubt me on this. Trust me. Every symbol has a power, but it is designed to awaken an even greater power within you because its power is limited to that symbol while your power is not. You are a co-creator of your reality in this universe and every parallel universe therein. And that's absolutely important to understand. 1111 unlocks the limitations of the binary world, whereby everything is either on or off, ones or zeros, hot or cold, feminine or masculine. Everything is duality and it unlocks those limitations. That's what 1111 means. Everything is in a state of now in our universe. And that's important to understand that, including, including 1111, including the binary. You see, the binary exists in our space time continuum, but does the binary exist beyond space and time? Well, I don't think so. I think we live in a proverbial 
state of flow and now. Where do we flow to? No one knows. Do we flow anywhere? No one knows. But this is a proverbial now. The mystical connection is being bridged today and is now more in harmony with modern science because quantum science is proving the ancient Kabbalah. It's not disproving it. It's proving the theories. As a matter of fact, many quantum theories today have been old teachings of the ancient Kabbalah for centuries. So it's not new. So understand this. Let's go with the premise. Here's a presupposition for you. You and I, if there is a you and if there is an I, are infinite beings. We are timeless. We have no beginning and we have no end. But we have projected ourselves into a world of time and space, a finite world, a world where symbols do matter. Let me say that again because it's important. You see, outside the world of time and space, as an infinite being, there is no need for 1111 or any symbols of any kind because there is only the proverbial now. But once the Big Bang exploded and time and space were equally created, now symbols were created at the same time. And we can go through nature and see a myriad of symbols that were created right from the beginning, but they weren't there before space and time. It took space and time to create those symbols. And so it is with 1111. 1111 is a symbol. 1111 is a symbol that you are unlocking the binary world in which everything is in constant opposition. By the way, we have a couple of good programs on 1111, and I'll have a link right down below for you to check out so you can get my perspective on 1111. This is the number one podcast on personal empowerment, success, and the law of attraction. You're listening to the Miracle Mentor of Light, Robert Zink. Okay, every one of these symbols, every one of these symbols vibrate at a different frequency. They are a different vibration. They are a different energy. And different energies attract different things. They're entangled through what they call entanglement. They're entangled to different energies, other energies that are similar. Do you understand what I'm saying? They're entangled to, uh, and, and they can have physical counterparts that they're entangled to. Some are more entangled to money and prosperity. Some are entangled to love and happiness and health and healing and all of that. Now, here's the real question that we need to ask ourselves. Not whether 1111 has meaning or not, because we know it does. The real question we need to ask ourselves, and this is an important question, this is perhaps the strongest argument against 1111. Where was this symbol 
before people had clocks, particularly digital clocks. Where was it? Oh, I got to take a deep breath on this one. So the energy has always existed. The vibration has always existed. 1111 energy or vibration has always been present since time and space were created. Okay. But as time and space create, we now know, at least we theorize that space is constantly expanding. And as space expands, human awareness and human technology and human intellect increase. It expands as well. In other words, it isn't just time and space expanding. It's humanity's mind is expanding. Kind of a deep, mystical, entangled connection between the mind of human beings and the mind of God or the mind of the universe, the expression of God, what in the Kabbalah they would call the Shekinah, the feminine principle of God. You are about to experience a miracle. Claim your free 30 minutes of miracle mentoring and alchemy life coaching. Visit www.lawofattractionsolutions.com. Now, it doesn't mean that there weren't some symbols. For example, we go back to the Bible and we see two mountains, two mountains representing on and off, two mountains representing blessings and curses. Okay, one was Mount Ebal, it had 11 curses. The other was Mount Gerizim, and it had 10 blessings. And what did the people of Israel do in their journey to the promised land? Now, you don't have to believe this literally, by the way. It's still an analogy that expresses a deeper truth. They walked in between these two mountains. Where were these mountains expressed in Solomon's temple? In the pillars of Yachin and Boaz, the pillars of masculine and feminine, the black pillar and the white pillar. They were expressed in the symbol of yin and yang. So 1111 has always been in expression. It just took on different symbols. They, were, they weren't as digitized. They weren't as sophisticated back then as they are now. But even two birds or hawks flying in parallel position could be a symbol of 1111. So we could go on and on with that. Two rivers forking at a certain place. Again, another symbol of 11. And if you're coming across these symbols throughout your life, it's an indication that the universe is speaking to you. It's the indication that the universe is communicating with you. Again, the universe communicates through symbolism. It communicates because it understands beyond the space-time continuum. So it understands what you're going to do, where you're going to be. And the symbol is there when you get there. It's, it's beyond our comprehension, but it does exist. We are more susceptible to deeper communication today through symbolism because we have more ways of creating symbols or symbols expressing themselves. Okay. 
So again, 2,000 years ago, people might not see the 1111 all the time, but when they see it once, oh, that was enough to make a serious change. They would go to the high priest, they would go to the shaman, they would go to the witch doctor, they would go to somebody who had a spiritual connection and understood a deeper meaning of what it meant. And of course, in these vision quests that the Native Americans oftentimes took, the idea was to see symbols and little things were oftentimes interpreted as as symbols that meant something that you and I would look at today and say, oh, that doesn't mean anything. Well, it did because they were sensitive to it. You and I now are sensitive to 1111, for example, or uh, digitized numbers on our watch, our phone, license plates, things like that. Everything was present. 1111 energy was present in the pre-universe, when the universe was the size of a pea. Can you imagine everything, all matter, all existence, literally condensed so tightly that it fits within the size of a pea. In the Kabbalah, they would call this the primordial point. It, it was associated with Keter, and Keter is essentially a, the highest representation of the Godhead. It represents infinite potential in every direction, infinite potential. And so, scientists believe that at some point, this P exploded. And of course, the Big Bang Theory. And thus we have the universe. Now, there are various theories that go along with this, and there's variations of these theories, okay? So, what I'm telling you is not specifically fact. It's a theory, but it's a pretty strong theory, okay? It's like the theory of gravity. So, Within that P, everything existed. All the symbols existed. All the planets existed. All the vibrations existed. All the energy existed. All the money existed. All the solar systems existed. All the suns and stars existed. Everything. Boom. <sighs> Explosion. As we expand and raise in vibration, as the universe is also expanding, we now can see what we were blind to before. In other words, it was always there. So if all of a sudden you are now seeing 1111, it was always there. It always had that power. It always represented that vibration. The vibration always lived through the symbol of 1111. But you didn't connect to it. You didn't establish a connection. But as you, because most people that are going through spiritual awakening, as you awaken to higher vibration and higher levels of energy, and as you expand like the universe, you now are aware of it. You now see it. And pretty soon you'll be seeing it all the time. And again, this is your connection to the universe. This is a connection that the universe is speaking to you through mathematics, through symbols, through signs, through scents, through colors. 
everything is a symbol at some level, but 1111 is a particularly strong symbol. So when I think about this awareness, because for years I had a digital clock, never saw 1111, never once. Are you kidding me? Didn't think about it, never showed up. But in my own journey, as my spiritual awareness continued to expand and open up, then I started to see 1111. And it reminds me of this beautiful story from the Christian Bible, where this blind man who's begging for alms in Jesus goes and gets some mud and puts it in his eyes and then tells him to go wash it out. As he's washing it out, he can see. He has sight and he's excited. And of course, Jesus says, just keep it quiet between you and I. But he goes and tells everybody. And the Pharisees come to Jesus and they come to this blind man and they, they, they're just belligerent to this blind man. You were all, you were just a faker, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, long story short, the blind man says, I don't know if he's the Messiah or not. I don't know who he is. All I know is before I was blind. Now I can see. And I think that's what happens when you go, when you, when you mature enough and you go through this spiritual awakening and you open up your mind to infinite possibilities and potential, all of a sudden you become like the, what they call the small universe, the microprosopus. You begin to expand as well. And as you expand, what was invisible before, what was right before you before is now present. And now you have a connection and that connection awakens the power within you. Okay. So the power is within you and the power is outside of you. But then I have another question. Is there really anything outside of you? Have a great day now because you absolutely deserve it. Bye-bye now.